Hello, and welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod, the podcast that helps you fall back in love with your business. I'm your host, Isa Gauchi, your marketing confidence cheerleader and owner of the Isa Messaging Digital Marketing Agency for small business baddies such as yourself. Today, I'm going to share a real-life marketing confidence cheerleading session all about how to explain the value of your work in a non-sleazy, non-salesy, non-manipulative, non-gross way. Yes, folks, it is possible. But let's face it, many people feel pretty icky about marketing because so much of mainstream marketing is gross. It's disingenuous. It's filled with glossy, overblown promises that harken back to all the stereotypes about used car salesmen. We've seen all kinds of marketing that actually manufactures fears and pain points just to sell you the cure. Like, They gave you the insecurity in the first place just to sell you what you think will make that new insecurity hurt less. So no wonder so many healers and creatives struggle with marketing and selling. They went into their line of work in the first place to help people and alleviate pain and shift the culture for the better. And they've seen so much manipulative marketing that causes harm, like real harm to individuals and society as a whole. They've seen so much marketing that hurts people. So of course they don't want to run their business like that. But luckily, you do not have to manipulate in order to sell stuff. You do not have to manipulate to market effectively. Manipulation is not a requirement of marketing. Actually, it's one of my personal highest values and one of the highest values of my brand, consent. You know that fries acronym, and I love potato french fries, but in the the case of consent, it stands for freely given. Actually, let me look this up really fast. Um, Stands for freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific. So yes, enthusiastic, informed consent in all things, not just sex, but also business, money, marketing, etc. You can weave consent into the very foundation of your marketing and selling. And the way you do that, the only thing you have to do in order to market effectively without manipulating, the only thing you need to do to give the people encountering your marketing the opportunity to give enthusiastic, informed consent, yes, I want to invest my money and time in this because I know it will help me. I will get something out of it that will benefit me. And this feels like a mutually beneficial, excellent exchange. The only thing you need to do for that kind of way of running a business is just tell the fucking truth. You only have to tell the truth in order to give people the opportunity to give you consent. Yes, I want it. I want what you have to offer. But For all of you going, okay, well, I have to talk about how this isn't in scope and I'm not qualified for this and blah, 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 blah. Yes, part of telling the truth is being clear on the boundaries and limitations of what you can and can't promise and who you are and aren't for in terms of your work. So yes, that's part of consent, being clear on what you are promising and what you are not promising, who you can help and who you can't help, who you want to work with and who you do not. That's part of the truth that is part of giving people the opportunity for enthusiastic informed consent. 
But telling the truth and giving people the opportunity for enthusiastic, informed consent also means that you fully recognize, you fully own, and you confidently convey the impact of your work on the people it's meant for. Part of telling the truth about your work, about what you're offering, is communicating what's possible for your people when they invest in themselves by working with you. What opportunities may open, what burdens might lift, what pains may be soothed, and what new joys may be discovered. That is also part of telling the truth, and that is also part of what's essential to give people the opportunity to enthusiastically give you their informed consent. Yes, I want what you have to offer. In this episode of the Irresistible Marketing Pod, I'm sharing a real-life marketing confidence cheerleading one-on-one session with a fabulous client. Her name is Alyssa Booth. She is a licensed counselor and empowered body coach, where I walk Alyssa through how to message the value of her incredibly important, impactful, beautiful work in a way that doesn't feel disingenuous and instead feels very hopeful and empowering, like a little preview of what people are going to get from working with her, because that is part of the truth of her work. Her people are going to be super empowered by it. Now, before I let y'all listen in on this really fantastic session that I think a lot of people will get a lot out of, I do want to give a quick content warning that because of the nature of Alyssa's focus, this episode will mention diet culture, fat phobia, weight stigma, eating disorders, and related topics. So if those are going to be triggering for you. Please take care of yourself. Skip this one. Come back to it later. Whatever. Um, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself is just fine. All right. Here is the session. Hello, Alyssa, and welcome to your Marketing Confidence Cheerleading session. So we do a few things at the start of each session. Um, so first is letting you know that we have a safe word and it's bubbles. <laughs> and it's because as you probably know, business stuff can bring up some feelings. Um, so if at any point you need to stop and have this conversation redirect, just say bubbles and I'll know what that means. Okay. Um, so second, I'd love to get what your intention for this session would be. What would be, have you leaving this hour feeling like, oh, I know exactly what to do, or I feel so much better. What is that thing for you? Um, so I think I mentioned just kind of like my messaging. I know, like, I don't feel like any sort of, I know my, uh, I know my product is good. I have a coaching program. And so I feel very confident in what I have to offer. Um, I think my messaging surrounding what I have to offer, including like my landing page and then like how I talk about things on social media and like my, almost like my elevator pitch, so to speak, mm-hmm. I feel like I get deer in headlights. And so I would like to have clarity on how I describe my offer and the value of my offer to people and like what it all entails without giving too much information, but with also not being vague. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. 
Absolutely. Um, and yay, this is a treat for me because messaging is my specialty. So I'm super excited about that. Before we dive in, I'd love to check in with you about what kind of support will feel best for you today. So the options are ice cream or chili pepper. Ice cream is give it to me with a spoonful of sugar. Um, be careful with my feelings today. Chili pepper is I want all the tough love. So tough love. Tell me like if, if something is, if you're like, absolutely not, this does not sound good. I want to know. So I really enjoy direct feedback. Um, if you're just like, mm, that's a no, let me know. And I would love to ship. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> All right. Chili pepper it is. So let's dive in. Um, what are you marketing right now? So I have a group coaching program. Um, and the way I'm describing it, because I don't know how else to describe it is like almost like all inclusive. So it comes with a course that I've already recorded. Um, that's like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 hours worth of content. So a pretty, pretty extensive course broken up into eight modules. Um, it, it, it also has a workbook and then for like the coaching program, I do have live coaching calls. So um, it is an eight-week program with eight modules, eight weeks of live coaching calls, and then support via Voxer uh, and private Facebook groups. So kind of a tip, I feel like it's a pretty typical, um, you know, whole enchilada kind of program. Um, it is called the Empowered Body Collective. So my specialty is helping women heal their relationships with mind, food, and body. Um, so kind of breaking down a lot of like diet culture, mentality, and beliefs. I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of this work, but, um, you know, so breaking down diet culture beliefs, helping people to um, connect more like with their bodies, listen to and build trust with their bodies and like restore the mind-body connection because essentially we're just told that like our bodies suck. We constantly, constantly need to be changing and, you know, we can't trust our, our hunger or anything like that. Um, it encompasses a lot of like emotion regulation as well. So like listening to and being in tune with our emotions and meeting our needs with kindness and compassion and, um, being able to identify our values and like, what are the things that are really important to us? Um, so we can shift our focus from trying to constantly shrink our bodies and go from diet to diet, just to feel like shit about ourselves to, um, you know, stepping into our authentic selves, authentic selves. And with that, like authentic health, meaning that we're able to make health goals, so to speak, that are in line with our values, time and energy. So it can be sustainable, but also flexible because we need that too. So if I'm thinking, if we're thinking of the person we want to sign up, is this like, I've been steeped in diet culture all my life. I've drunk the Kool-Aid and mm. I'm just now hearing there might be another way to think about this. Or is this someone that's like, I know I don't want internalized fat phobia. I know I don't want to live my life in accordance with diet culture, but I'm having some trouble trying to make that shift on my own. Where are we? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> okay. um, I, th I think I get, if I'm thinking about, I guess, people that have reached out to me or come to me, um, I have people that 
Oh, I guess the other thing I should say about the program is that it does go through the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Um, so, and this would be a, this would be something else that I don't know how to say is like, it's not just going through the 10 principles of intuitive eating. It's like that with my own twist of like the values work and the mind body connection. So I try to bring in like some of my clinical stuff as well. Anyways, back to your question. I do get people that are like, okay, I'm, I had a call with somebody yesterday who was on Ozempic and I mean, I don't know if you know much about Ozempic, but like, basically it sucks. And so, and it makes you sick and that's how you lose weight is that you're just nauseous. So it's not even like a sustainable, at least it shouldn't be a sustainable drug anyway. Um, and I think that she just started following me and is kind of like, just, just open to the idea of like doing things differently um, figuring out, okay, like I know dieting doesn't work, maybe kind of scared to get into like intuitive eating, because I think a lot of times people like go from like, I'm either dieting or like, I'm eating all my feelings all the time, you know, kind of situation. Um, but then I also do get like seasoned people who are, I mean, who know that fat, like who even know the term fat phobia. Some people are, are like, I've never even heard of that. Like, oh, I didn't even realize that like this kind of weight stigma existed, you know? So I kind of get both ends of the spectrum on that. So I don't know. I would, I mean, maybe this is casting too wide of a net, but I would say that both type, both of those types of clients still would be appropriate for this because I do address, um, you know, when I, when I, in my body image module, I do address weight stigma and fat phobia and just kind of, you know, body image in general. Okay. Um, and have you sold this program already? Like, do you already have existing clients? Okay. Why don't we approach this another way? Who you don't, you can keep this like as anonymous as you want, but if you think of maybe your one, two, three favorite people or like, not as in like, they're your favorite person, but they were, you felt like they were a perfect fit for this program and got a lot out of it. Could you describe them a little bit? Yeah. So, um, I did a beta round in the spring. Um, I had two paying clients and one client that I just kind of let in because she's a therapist friend of mine. And, um, I kind of traded, give me a testimonial and I'll let you in the program kind of thing. Um, so both of the clients that joined, I actually feel like are ideal clients and they are also very different. So um, one of them is closer to my age. So like maybe like mid thirties, just had her second baby, um, kind of, you know, steeped in all the diet culture stuff um, growing up and like throughout her life um, and really wanted to, has, has been aware of intuitive eating, um, but, you know, really wanted to do a lot of work because of course, after you have kids, your body changes. And then she was going through her second pregnancy. So like another big change. And she just really wanted to be like solid in her, you know, I don't know if I would call it like recovery or like whatever, right. She's really want to be solid in herself in that way. Um, moving forward. Um, cause she was just realizing she was kind of getting triggered or whatever. Uh, the other client that went through the program is an older woman, I think like in her fifties, somewhere around there has two like older, like kids that are like in college, uh, things like that. Um, also seeped in diet culture. She also has a lot more trauma. Um, 
Uh, so different realms of life, but I both feel like we're good clients and appropriate clients for the program and did get a lot out of the program. And for this second um, client, what was her level of knowledge about diet culture or fat phobia, et cetera, when she entered the program? Um, I think she knew she had gotten out of this, oh my God, what was it called? Brightline diet, which I had actually never heard about, but it was really intense and, um, you know, did the thing where you lose the weight and then you get it back and all that fun stuff. And I think she had kind of like reached her breaking point. Um, I don't know if she was like super well-versed in like fat phobia, weight stigma, but that was definitely a theme that came up for her, um, in, in the program. Okay. So my immediate thought is the people that have been like, okay, your options are to be thin or to diet or do all these weight loss programs are probably going to be take a longer ramp up before they're ready to sign up for the program, just because this is all new, which means that using stuff like your social media to educate stuff is going to be a great place for people kind of lurk for mm -hmm. a while before they're ready to sign up. Um, and so for these people, they are really new to, to the type of work and values you have around intuitive eating and anti-diet culture. Um, I suspect it would be really normal for these people to hang out, watch what you do, sign up for your free stuff, sign up for your newsletter, and just take it a while before they're ready to sign up. And that is not a problem. It's not right. a problem for your marketing. It's kind of like, oh, this is a brand new world. I wonder if it could work for me. I'm building trust by seeing this amazing content. Now, the people that are going to be ready to buy, like, yes, take my money, I think are going to probably be at you know, like how the college courses are like 101, 201, 301. I'm guessing they're going to be at a 201 or 301 usually, probably. And they're going to be like, okay, yes, I, I've heard of Iway. I've heard of maintenance phase. And I, I would like to shift out of these harmful beliefs I have about weight and my value as a person and um, my relationship with my body but because I'm so steeped in it culturally, probably if you are in that position, a lot of the people around you are also steeped in that kind of way of thinking. Probably they have friends that are dieting, that are doing weight loss pro programs. It's coming up a lot in conversation. They're seeing it all over their friends' social media. And they're like, okay, I know I want to go this way, but everybody around me is going that way. I could use some help. I could use community. I could use support. I could use some validation that I want to shift out of this. And those are going to be the people I think that are going to be like, yes, take my money. I need this right now. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm taking notes. So, um, yeah. And I can also give you access to this recording for okay. sure. I just, um, I take notes too. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever works for your process. So when it comes to marketing, that means, um, so I'm, I think you mentioned you've got an Instagram. Do you have a newsletter as well? Mm -hmm. I have an Instagram. I have a newsletter. So I have like about 1500 followers on Instagram. A lot of people are like dietitians and, you know, kind of other mental health professionals. Um, 
I have about 98 people on my Flowdesk newsletter. Okay, gotcha. So what typically happens for coaches is people are finding them through like social media. They're a little interested. They sign up for the newsletter. And the last thing they get to is your website and your sales page. Um, so with that in mind, you can talk to your 101 levels on your social media. When we get to the sales page, people that are like, I think this program might be good for me. We need to make that messaging geared to the people who have like already have some awareness that they want to get out of their diet culture mentality and they're trying to do it on their own. And it's, it's hard. It's hard when they're this little Island on their own. Mm -hmm. So we're talking to those people on your sales page about how we're talking to those concerns. Like you've probably heard it, like you've done your research, you are noticing you want to shift out of this, but it's really, really hard to form this new habit when everybody and everything around you is going the other way. Mm -hmm. Here's how this group is going to give you so much knowledge to um, empower you to stick with this more loving path with your body and you get the coaching and community support to feel validated and in community and like you're not alone in making this decision. How does yeah. that sound? That already sounds, that already sounds really good. Okay. I get really like, I don't know, like, um, and I'm sure this comes up for a lot of people that you work with is like, I don't want to be salesy. I don't, I don't want to come off as like inauthentic because I think a lot of times, um, you know, as somebody who has like, I'm also a coach on my social media. I get so many people following me and doing all the things that, you know, the typical like cold DMs, like, Hey, oh my God, I love your work. And I'm like, no, you freaking don't. You don't love my work. I know that you, I know, you know what I mean? Like, do you really love my work? Because you literally just followed me and you have, you know, nothing about what I do. And so it feels disingenuous. It feels like this person just wants something from me. And so I never want to come off that way to clients. And I really want to communicate that like, I actually really do care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, absolutely. So marketing, a lot of the way we think about it is gross, right? Like marketing is pretty much responsible for diet culture. Um, and just kind of like pressing on a bruise and then offering you a cure. There is a totally different way to do marketing, which I suspect is going to feel a lot better. And it's all based around consent. Mm -hmm. So like opting in. So how we build a consensual marketing opportunity is we're really clear about what we're offering. We're really clear about who it's for and who it is not for. We're really clear about boundaries. So with a lot of my coaches, we have those, we put those disclaimers, you know, this is not a substitute for medical care or psychiatric care. If you are in acute crisis, like this is not the appropriate place, you know, so we can be really clear about the limits of this program. Um, but where I I find a lot of coaches having trouble is really owning that this is valuable. And it sounds like you know that, mm -hmm. but you are also allowed to tell other people that. Like, I think speaking to this messaging where we're talking for your people who are ready to buy, who are trying to do it on their own and like feeling kind of lost in the sauce, it's really hard to do it when they don't have people around them doing it, is we can really speak to that. Like, 
wouldn't it be easier to like deprogram your diet, internalized diet culture, your internalized fat phobia, if you were surrounded by a community of really empowered women doing the exact same thing. And if you had um, a really experienced coach with all of this knowledge to help you come back into a healthy relationship with your body, kind of notice what's societal bullshit and what's, you know, accurate for your truth. Like, wouldn't that make it easier to have a healthier relationship with your body, to practice healthy, intuitive eating? Wouldn't that make it easier if you weren't trying to do it all on your own, which is all true, right? Yeah. Okay. I, know, I can't word it like, like, I don't have the words. <laughs> yes. That sounds, yes. Yeah. Okay. So we don't have to say, don't worry, all of your triggers and traumas will be gone poof. Like right. we don't need to say stuff like that to right. sell it. What we can say is I've got a community. I've got an experienced guide that is really loving that, um, if you're comfortable sharing a little bit of your personal story, I suspect a lot of people that get into this kind of work have gone through it themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that. I know what it's like. You could be in a community of women who know what it's like and who are collectively trying to um, transform this really harmful societal standard. And we can even speak to their vision. We can talk about like, well, what happens when um, you've really done this work in community and really integrated it? Like you're probably still going to get triggered, but then after going through your program, they're going to know what to do to self-soothe, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to know what to do to self-soothe. And they have like a whole program worth of people that they could reach out to for support, mm -hmm. right? Right. They have safe people they could talk to. So they could process these feelings and these triggers without someone that's going to be like, well, why don't you just do this weight? Or have you thought of this fitness program? Um, like that's huge. Just that is immense. Right. So, um, in your front end marketing, like your Instagram, mm -hmm. what I would do is make it a mix of like some one-on-one, like introducing these concepts for the people that are going to be lurking. And then we can start talking about like how it's different when you have a community of people trying to also deprogram their diet culture, internalized diet culture, how it's different when you have safe people you can call, mm -hmm. how it's going to be different when you've really gone through this program. Like, will you be triggered as often? Will you know what to do when you are triggered? Will you make different, healthier choices in your life when it comes to who you hang out with, who you listen to, who you allow in your social media feed? You know, you can probably think of, of a thousand of these things that will, you can, like, I really love the before and after picture. And you can even use the clients um, that have already gone through it. If you're feeling like, I don't want to overpromise or like, you can really look to the people who have already gone through it. What were they like when at the start, what were they like at the end? And how is, do they have all these tools they can take forward forever into their life? Yeah. Yeah. And I did get, um, a couple of testimonials. I'm waiting for one. It's like, people never want to write them, but anyways, yeah, I think that's also helpful too. Um, and then I also think using like, um, I was actually texting with one of my coaching clients and 
she was saying how like all these people in her office are taking Ozempic and just like losing weight and like kind of have this like community of like, oh, we're healthy, even though it's like not healthy, but like whatever, you know what I mean? Like we're healthy, like look at us and we're losing weight. And she was like, you know, it's, it makes me feel like I need to do that too. And I was like, okay, but why do you feel like you need to do that? Is it because they have something that they are connecting on and it's a community and, you know, people are like, wow, 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 you're so great. Look at you. Like, and they're getting a validation and approval. And we know that Ozempic is a short-term quick fix. And once they stop taking it, I mean, first of all, it just makes you nauseous and, or vomit or, and she was like, I know she was like, this one girl was saying, you know, she can only take like one bite of a biscuit and then she's full. And she's like, and I know that's not healthy. You know, I know that that's not right. Like that's not the right way to like lose weight if there even is a right way to lose weight, but whatever, you know? And so um, even just, you know, and she's like, I, I can separate myself from that, but I still notice that like, I have those urges. So I think even like using that to paint the picture of like, you know, when you're, when all your, I mean, cause I know that I have also heard that like literally people's places of employment will have like weight loss challenges. And I'm like, first of all, this is like, what is happening? Yeah. You know, or, or friends or like a friend group or a family group of like, where it's like, Hey, we're all gonna, um, my favorite which is sarcasm is when people do like the Daniel fast, like all like your Christian people do like the Daniel fast at the beginning of the year to like, you know, be one with the Lord, but it's like really just them trying to use it to diet and kickstart it. You know what I mean? So it's like, do you want that sense of community? Because if you do in a healthy way, we got you, you know, where you can show up as your authentic self um, and continue to work on like deconstructing those beliefs and like where you are valued and honored for who you are and where you are, not just because you've lost weight. I think, um, we've identified one of your main marketing messaging pillars is healthy community. Mm. It's going to be so hard to break out of these habits. If all, all the people in your life are on Ozempic, yeah. <laughs> you need somewhere else you can go. Yeah, I have, I have just the place. Yeah, for sure. And I think it goes beyond just like dieting stuff, just like emotionally and mentally. And, you know, like that's just like creating that safe space, which, you know, as a licensed therapist is like, obviously, yes, that's what I want to do for people. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I would talk about community. I would talk about all the facets that there's so many nuances to this, um, that you can go into. I would start just making that a huge content priority for you moving forward in your, um, like Instagram marketing. Okay. Um, what I'd love to do is grow your email list, um, because email is nice. Cause then it goes right to their inbox. It makes it easier to like, let people make sure they're aware if you've got an event coming up or a sign up. Um, how do you tell me a little bit about how you approach your newsletter right now? So I recently revamped my newsletter. Um, I will pull up, let me pull up my flow desk. Um, so I do have a couple of like freebies. Um, over the summer, I created a five-day uh, body image challenge guide um, that seemed to do pretty well. 
Um, and then I do have a free master class that I'm doing in like a week and a half that I'm also, I just posted about it. So, um, I do offer like, you know, free things that people can sign up for and get. Um, so I, uh, how do I open this? So I recently reformatted this and this is like literally like within the past few weeks. How do I open my thing? Oh, open browser. Okay. Sorry. Um, so I typically, uh, can I share my screen with you? Is that allowed? So you can see it. Yeah. Let me just fix the settings really fast. Okay. I think you should be able to now. Okay. So I've done this and this is kind of an idea that I got from like this, uh, friend of mine that has like a branding business that's way out of my price range, but anyways, so kind of have like a theme of like what we're going to talk about. And then she did this. And so I copied her, <laughs> um, where it was basically like, you know, if you browse and you want to just kind of find like the main points, um, to find my purple hearts, my whole, my whole brand is purple. Do I love it? Because my favorite color is purple. Do I want it to be my brand for my entire life? Probably not, but that's what it is for right now. Um, so I kind of just do like an in like an intro. Um, this was a second email that I sent. This was actually I sent this yesterday. Um, I recapped the Instagram live that I did. Clicked the link for people to watch it. Um, one of my favorite mantras was peace over perfection. Then I kind of do like a little like mental health, like tips, tricks, tidbits with typically associated with some sort of freebie that I offer. Um, so this is kind of, you know, talking about before and after pictures and like why using after pictures is, is harmful, um, you know, what it can do for you, um, you know, question, open-ended questions, people want to journal about it or whatever. And then a link to a free guide that I have. And then here is kind of inviting them to an offer. So this would be like my call to action portion where, you know, I validate a lot of things. And then um, I, my current offer call to action is to join and sign up uh, my free masterclass. Um, I'm kind of trying messaging, working on that. So like trying to think of like the, like what the symptoms would be for somebody who would want to join this class. Um, and then I always do like a cheers to something like cheers to the summer. I don't know, whatever. Um, I keep my client testimonials on there. I only have two. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, and I format it like this every single week. So it's what's inside, you know, find the hearts. Um, so this has kind of been my format. I feel like it works well. I've enjoyed it. Hopefully everybody else has enjoyed it, but I'm open to feedback as always. So how do people join your newsletter list right now? Um, Mostly, I would say if I have some sort of like offering or freebie on my newsletter, 
people will join it then. Um, but I mean, how do they get on the email list? Do you have like an email list sign up somewhere? Yes. So I have one in my link tree and then I have it like as a pop-up on my website. Okay. Um, what are you, I'm going to look at your Instagram really fast. Um, is it just Alyssa Booth? Uh, Alyssa Booth underscore LPC. Okay. Let me check it out. Okay. What I would love to do is brand your newsletter. So instead of sign up for my newsletter, okay, we're calling it something really exciting. Like sign up for the body love newsletter where we, um, we'll have weekly deconstruction of diet culture and, um, healthy body image building tips every, every week, straight to your inbox, something like that. Okay. So we're letting them know that, um, your newsletter is place to be. They're going to get something out of it totally for free, just from following you. Right. And then, um, for the newsletter itself, a few things. Okay. So there was recently a study by MailChimp, which is currently the world's largest email platform. So this is over data from like millions of emails sent. And the ones that are most effective for getting people to click and sign up, which is our most valuable action, right? Whether you're like having them sign up for something paid or free, where it gets them more engaged audience is if it's 200 words or less. Okay. Which is real short, real short. I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> I'd have to like write it out. If you think of like a Microsoft Word or Google Docs page, that's like a little less than half a page typically. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, what that means is I think it translates to people, you know, have a short attention span online. You're checking your email at work. Like you don't have a long time to look at something. So my rule of thumb is you have one thing you're trying to get people to do per newsletter. Okay. So if we're trying to get them to sign up for a, a class, then we're sending a short email just about the class. Okay. We're sharing some body love tips. We're just sending a short email for them to sign up for the class. And then um, our call to action for these kind of like, I'm just sharing you some love. Um, what I like to do for the engagement there is like reply to this email if this resonated with you. So you're like inviting conversations with people when you get to know them. If you think they're a good fit for your program, you can be like, I'm so glad this resonated with you. Just so you know, if you want some um, really personalized support, a great community, I have this program. I'd love to have you in it. Here's the link. If you want to check it out, feel free to ask me any questions. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so this still, I know this is when I go into this part, a lot of people start being like, I don't want to be salesy. And we're still in this scenario, operating on a relationship of consent. We're telling people sign up. I'm going to send you stuff weekly. You're going to get a lot out of it, whether you ever buy anything from me or not. And then if you want to talk with me more, I will probably let you know about some additional ways you can work with me if you want heightened level of personalized support, weekly coaching, a great community, more information you can't get anywhere else. Cause they can't get your spin on intuitive eating anywhere else. They can't Google that. Right. 
Okay. Okay. So, um, so one is let's brand your newsletter a little bit. Let's give people a reason to sign up. And then when it comes to the class, the note I want to give you there is the incentive is not that it's free. Okay. <laughs> that is not the selling point, right? The selling point is change the way you look at yourself in the mirror in five days, right? Yeah. So when we think about what goes in headings or the big writing that the eye goes right to, we're putting that transformation they can look forward to. Like, what do they want? Why would they want to, why would they want to do a mirror challenge, right? It's probably because maybe you don't feel great when you catch your reflection or you see a picture a friend takes about you. Would you like to not have to deal with that problem anymore? Would you like to feel, have positive feelings when you see your reflection or a picture someone takes of you without having to change your body at all? Mm. Does that sound good? Join this challenge. <laughs> Okay. That makes sense. Yes. And I think I'm, I'm, I feel like I've gotten better about trying to like get into my clients' heads. And I think, I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm not trained in marketing at all. Zero percent. Um, what I am trained in is like clinical language. And so I can't, like, it's hard for me to like translate that into a message where people are like, oh my gosh, yes. You know, I feel like I can do that very well when I'm, when I have a call with somebody, but like, yeah, anyways, this is helpful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like some help with being like, how do we describe that transformation? Like, do you want to go through a few specific examples? Um, yeah, I think right now. So, um, I definitely want people to sign up for the master class because I feel like that's something that, um, you know, I'm obviously going to do a pitch in there for the, um, for the group. And so I think I would like to, if we have time, I mean, I don't know if we'll have time to do both, but like to how to communicate that value for the master class and then how to communicate the value for the group. Excellent. Okay. So, um, Tell me about the masterclass. What's in the masterclass? So the masterclass is how, what, did, what do we call it? <laughs> have it written down. Um, how to overcome body shame and dissatisfaction, I think was what it was. And I did a poll. This isn't even it. Um, I did a poll on my Instagram. Most people struggle with body image and they think that body image is the problem. Um, they don't realize that it's, so much more than that. But I think that that's where people are like, oh my God, I just like hate my body. And like, yeah, but why, you know? Um, so anyways, that's what the master class is on. I would like to share a graphic on the master class. So um, I use Canva for my things. Um, and right now, where is it? Yeah. So trying to come up with a graphic on that. And again, just kind of being able to share that in multiple places, like on, on Facebook groups that I'm in, and then, um, maybe send it to a few people that I know. And then also like on my Instagram. So, um, like communicating that and like what to say on that graphic, I think would be really helpful too. 
um, just to make sure that people are like getting the message and like resonating with it. Already recorded or are you live teaching this on a specific live date? Teaching. Live teaching. Okay. And when is it? Uh, August 30th. So not okay. this coming Wednesday, but the next. It's like a week and a half. Okay. So um, right now, um, is it included in your link tree that, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. So for your link trees or whatever you use for folks listening on this, for your link in bio, I always recommend you keep it to five links or fewer. And this is because we know that buyers who are having a choice overload moment, or they're confronted with too many options, um, it starts to become cognitively stressful to make a decision. So you want to minimize that friction and keep it a really limited list of links. And then the top link should always be what you're marketing right then. So for you, Alyssa, this is your masterclass. So your top link is the sign up for your masterclass. Right. And it's not there yet. I'll put it there. <laughs> the other thing we want to do, because we don't have a lot of space for your typical link in bio programs for writing, is we want to make these link titles really sexy. So instead of something like my website or subscribe to my newsletter, um, we want to do like what we just mentioned for your newsletter, which is sign, um, join join my newsletter for weekly um, diet culture deconstruction and body love tips or something sexy like that. Mm-hmm. Or um, if you want individualized, personalized support to deprogram your internalized fat phobia, check out my website for how to work with me. Okay. So we make those sexy. We get, we let people know why they want to click over there um, right away. You can have as much fun as you want with this. Um, so wanted to note that going back to your masterclass, I would love you to come up with a fun title and then, um, the kind of like losing body shame. Um, sorry, I'm blinking on the title would be like the subheading. Okay. So what is, what would you say if someone really internalizes and integrates the material in this masterclass, what will be different when they leave, leave that zoom? zoom room (laughs) yeah um I think the thing that comes to mind because I kind of always pair this with shame work is like that unconditional self-love Ooh. okay I'm thinking you can definitely wordsmith this um what if it was something like what did it, what if you didn't have to drop the weight to drop the body shame? Mm. I wonder though, cause I, I think, and I, and I, and maybe I'm overthinking. I tend to do that. I think sometimes people get really caught up in the weight though. And so I think people would say, I'm kind of just playing devil's advocate, um, but I want to drop the weight. Like, yeah, I want to drop the body shame, but I also want to drop the weight too. And like, I don't want to stay at this weight. So like that class wouldn't be for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Or I mean, I, 
to use what you said though, but like with a twist of like, um, drop the weight of body shame or something like that. I don't think that sounds, I mean, we'd maybe have to like reword that, but yeah. And drop the weight of. Yeah, I think it would be something we could have a lot of, we could really play with. Like lose body shame in 30 days or something. Mm -hmm. We could do like a play on like weight loss, gross titles. Um like 24 hour body shame fast (laughs) something like that I think you could could definitely play with it and find something that is like um short and sweet and catchy and memorable so the key is memorable um so memorable we need it to be shorter than like a long sentence we need it just a few words metaphors work great um And we want it to be short and memorable so it sticks in people's heads because typically people have to hear about something at least seven times before they're ready to make a decision. Yeah. So that repetition is really going to help them be like, oh yeah, I was interested in that. Oh yeah, I was interested in that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, maybe that would help. Hmm, I guess I should sign up. So I would definitely come up with a fun, catchy name for it. Um, so spend some time on that. And then from now until August 30th, when you're showing up on your Instagram, um, your call to action at the end of your email is going to be sign up for this masterclass. So that is the only thing we're pushing because um, the 30th is 12 days away. Right. So we really want to hit those channels and be like, sign up for this masterclass, sign up for this masterclass, sign up for this masterclass. Right. Okay. So in this masterclass, it sounds like people who are like, I feel bad about my body and I want to lose weight are probably going to come. Like I'm trying to lose weight. And I also recognize I feel really bad about my body. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing you're going to introduce some concepts, introduce some new ways of thinking, and then leading up to, I have this group. If you want to take this further. Right. Is that correct? Okay. Okay. So thinking about your group, how do they feel when they are going into the group? How are they feeling about their body? What's going on with them? Mm, Say most people um, say things like, I feel um, disgusted or like defeated or like sometimes even like out of control. Uh, The typical, I've I feel like I've let myself go or like I'm not taking care of myself in the way that I want to. Gotcha. And how do they feel after the program? Um, just with body image specifically? In general, what's changed? Um, they are more in tune with like what they're needing, um, more aware of, I mean, I guess I'm just thinking about like the specific client, like more aware of like, okay, like I know that these messages are harmful and I'm able to kind of like separate myself from like the toxic messages. Um, 
a lot of my clients talk about how, you know, they are able to speak a lot kinder to themselves, like talking to and treating yourself with kindness and compassion is like a big theme of the group as well. Um, I don't think that we realize how much shit we talk to ourselves about ourselves, like on the daily basis. And so even just like realizing that, um, has also been really huge as well. So, and, and even if it's not getting to a place of like total body acceptance, it's getting to a more of a place of like neutrality, which sometimes people want to sit in that space, you know, and that's okay. Like I, I don't want you to be like, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh my God, yeah, I'm like this sexy beast, right? Like, it's more of like, you know, if you want to get there, we love that for you, but you don't have to, like, it's not a requirement. So um, at least getting to a place of like respect and or neutrality. Okay, excellent. So when we're pitching this group program at the end of your masterclass, um, we are, we've blown their minds with information. And now we're helping them to think a little bit bigger. So it sounds like a lot of people are in this masterclass or are ready for your program are either like, I haven't even heard of deprogramming Mm -hmm. diet culture or I have, but it's hard, but I still feel like crap about my body. I, I still, I'm not sure I believe that I will ever get to feel better about my body unless I lose weight. Mm -hmm. So. The pitch for the group is, what if it is possible for you to be kind to your body, not hate your reflection, not hate your photos right now, as you do whatever you want, (laughs) like if you want to be on a weight loss program or change your eating, like that's your decision. But what if you didn't have to get to some end goal before you didn't feel like shit about your body? Mm -hmm. Um, excuse my language. Um, (laughs) what if it was possible to tell the difference between what you want and what people are telling you, you should want? Mm -hmm. What if your internal monologue, when you see yourself was kind, what if Every time you thought about your body or your intention was drawn to your body or you had to be aware of it, it started even feeling pleasurable. Mm. I bet a lot of folks in this situation are pretty dissociated, right? Like, because when they have to be connected to their body and all of this shame and stigma, it doesn't feel good. So Mm -hmm. what if you're like, what if being aware of your body, what if seeing yourself, what if moving your body... What if, if we just subtracted the shame from this scenario, you actually got to feel good in your body? What if that was possible for you mm-hmm. without having to drop 30 pounds? Yeah. So I bet right now what they're thinking of is pain relief. I want to stop feeling so ashamed of my body. And right now, because of pervasive societal messaging, they're like, the only way that's ever going to happen for me is if I lose weight. Mm -hmm. So at the end, when we're pitching this group is like, I'm going to suggest that if, if you want to lose weight, fine, that's okay. I'm not going to talk you out of doing whatever you want with your body. But what if 
you didn't have to lose weight to start to feel good in your body, to lose that shame, which is what you really want to lose. You want to lose the pain of the shame. <laughs> yeah. And it's especially good if this masterclass is about making them connect the dots. So it's not actually your body that's making you miserable. It's the shame. So if you're connecting those in your masterclass, great. So we take them on this journey. It's not your body that's making you feel like crap. It's shame that's making you feel mm -hmm. like crap. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so how do you lose the shame? I've got just the place for you. It's this group. Mm -hmm. and if you lost that shame, if you got the tools and the community so you could set down that heavy load of shame, here's what would change in your life. Here's what would feel different. And is that where I would say like, like the benefits of the group, right? Like you would be able to like, listen to your body and yes. all that kind of fun stuff. Yes, exactly. So I would do like the masterclass. Let's connect. It's not your body. That's making you feel bad. It's the shame. That's making you feel bad. Here is all this information at the end. You're going to talk about how, okay, so I've blown your minds. I've connected it to the shame. So what if you could lose the shame? Here are the things that would be different. And that's actually exactly what we work through in my upcoming group program. And then we give the details of the group. So like we talk about the benefits, the stuff they're going to be learning, how they sign up, and we're just getting them to dream bigger. So you deserve more than just to, to be take up less space. Right. <laughs> Here's what you are not only allowed to also want, but you deserve to have. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, I think what resonates a lot with people too, is like having peace, like just not having to be obsessive and constantly be thinking about food and your body and how that takes away from like the present moment and being able to like actually enjoy things and oh my gosh I'm going on vacation and then there's going to be a swimsuit and then there's you know but I want to play with my kids but I don't my roles to show and then I have all this cellulite and then people are going to see it and you know what I mean like yeah I I think that would be a great thing to have in your Instagram is really starting to connect the dots between it's not the body it's the shame mm -hmm. and how that shows up if this is resonating with you, come to my masterclass. So this would be a great theme for your Instagram from now till August 30th is it's not your body. It's the shame that's making you feel bad in all of the nuances. If you want a deeper dive in this, come to the masterclass. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So then when we are marketing um, your group after that, we're talking about the community, the pillar how it changes when you're not surrounded by all this harmful messaging or there's a place you can go to process the harmful messaging you are being hit with. Right. Okay. All right. So we got about five minutes left. Let me just check in. We covered essentials. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any clarifying questions or additional questions you want to get in with our last couple minutes here? Um. I don't think so. Um, 
I think this is really helpful. Uh, I definitely want the recording because <laughs> even though I took notes, I think I still would like to like hear this back. Um, but I think the things that I feel like people would really resonate with is like that sense of community, like the, like with the group. Cause I think people do want, I mean, everybody wants community, right? Um, basically you can even use like a theme of Ozempic. You can talk about like what's coming up or what's coming up when like, what if everybody around you is on Ozempic or what if everyone joins like a work weight loss program? What, what's a girl to do? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you can talk about that. You can use specific examples like that to draw people in. Cause they're probably experiencing that right now in real time. And not having a specific like, oh, what do I do when that's in that situation? I didn't realize there was an option besides just being surrounded by that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. When it's time to um, broadly market your group program, I think this is also a really powerful time to share what you're comfortable about sharing about your own story. Um, because since you are the fearless leader and you're going to be coaching, people are going to kind of like want to know, who are you? Who's Alyssa? What will it be like to work with you? Will she get what I'm going through? Mm -hmm. I think the hard part about me, this is maybe just like kind of a bigger, a, a bigger, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyways. I think the hard part about me is that like, I was impacted by diet culture some, but not like to the extent that most of my clients have been impacted by diet culture. So like, um, I never experienced like fat phobia or anything like that. Like I've never lived in like what would be considered like a marginalized body and have had to like navigate the world in that way. Um, my experience in like weight gain is, I don't want to say it's stupid because it was meaningful to me, but like I went from a size double zero to like a size four, you know what I mean? So I feel like it wasn't. Yeah. Well, here's, you know, here's well, why? What would you say is the reason you do care so deeply about this work? Um, I had a couple of friends experience eating disorders in college and they had to go to treatment. And that's where my um, connection to that world came in. I always knew I wanted to do like to be a therapist, like in my clinical work, I do eating disorders and trauma, like mood disorders. Um, I mean, in, in like self-esteem wise, I've always struggled with self-esteem and like people pleasing and like caring what people think. So I connect on that level, but not necessarily like eating. I, I like, I've never had an eating disorder. I mean, I've overeaten, I've eaten my feelings and like, I felt like shit about it, but it's never been like, I don't know, like decades and ongoing and, you know, like that kind of thing. That's okay. Okay. Do you have like three extra minutes? I do. Yes. Okay. So the experience with your friends, tell me a little bit more about that. Was, did you know what to say to them at the time? I don't think so. I think, I mean, we were 19. So does anyone know what to say when you're 19 to anyone? I don't know. Um, 
yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I didn't, I mean, I think I did the best I could. I think I was like in this space of like, you know, worried, you know, and, and also, um, just didn't know a lot about eating. I mean, you, you hear about eating disorders, but you don't know about eating disorders until like, you know, somebody that has one, I think kind of situation. So yeah, I mean, I don't think I really understood as much or anything like that. And what was your opinion of the treatment they received? Do you feel like they received appropriate, compassionate treatment and care? Yeah. I mean, one of them went to, um, a treatment center, but she kind of, I don't know. I think she kind of left a little bit early. And then one of them just went to like, I think she just went to like student counseling at UTSA. Okay. I'm going to extrapolate a little bit and you tell me if this is right. Okay. Part of your drive for this work is you've seen women suffer like immeasurably from the effects of diet culture and being trained from birth to hate their bodies. You've watched women um, in the name of trying to live up to societal standards land in the hospital because they are self-harming so hardcore in the name of health. Mm-hmm. You never want to see another woman have to suffer like that again. You never want to see another woman get treatment for that and not have it sick stick because they're flooded with so much shame the, the second they step out of that treatment center. You've spent your life getting to tool the tools to help shift the culture out of that and give empower women so that they don't get stuck in that trap anymore. Yeah. Okay. And I think, yeah. And I think like, it makes me want to cry. And I think the other thing that becomes really emotional for me too, is like, I have clients that are nine and 10 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what of this that you can talk about is powerful. It is enough. It doesn't have to be your personal experience. Like that is so powerful that the suffering you've witnessed from women and children has driven your life's work. That's why you're doing this because you can't stand to see more people fall into this cycle. So as much of that as you're comfortable about talking about, I think would be so powerful to share in your marketing. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. All right. Excellent. Well, <laughs> I feel like I and just on that note, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but <Really okay>. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Okay. So actually that feeling where it moves you so much, where you want to cry is when you know, you've got to the gold of the messaging. So this is valuable. Thank you. All right. Well, Alyssa, it was such a pleasure talking with you. I hope that helped. I'm really excited to see what you're putting out there for your masterclass and, um, yeah. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This was very helpful. Thank you. Glad to hear it. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening into today's episode. If you too would like a heaping serving of confidence in your brand, your offer, and yourself, you're going to want to grab a spot in Season of Support, my signature one-on-one marketing confidence cheerleading program. It's part traditional marketing consulting, part hands-on messaging work, part completely atypical 
anti-toxic capitalist business coaching, but that's still gonna get you a lot of money so you can do good in this world. Part witchery, part having your own pocket muse, part massive heaping helping of emotional support, and of course, confidence cheerleading. Season of Support is 12 hour-long one-on-one sessions with me, the Marketing Confidence Cheerleader, where we are going to get you hyped about your business and vanquish whatever is standing in your way of creating incredibly magical, potent, irresistible marketing that gets you what you want in your business. The sales, the aligned clients, the accolades, the following, the ability to do your great big work on a massive scale or stage if that is your goal you get my eyes my brain you know the same squiggly little brain that's won millions of dollars for my clients you get that set that little combination of me focused on your business your goals what you want And all of this cheerleading comes through a trauma-educated, queer, BIPOC, neurodiverse, creative-friendly lens. Also someone that lives with chronic illness and chronic pain. So I'm your business bestie, especially for those of you who don't feel seen, represented, understood, but kind of some of the more mainstream, brotastic, (laughs) everything's a statistic, numbers-only approach type business coaches that are out there. Not to mention, with Season of Sport, you get branded snail mail presents to get you hyped about your business. And by branded, I don't mean branded in my stuff. I mean branded in your stuff, in your colors, your fonts, your logos, because we're going to deck you out. Not to mention, with Season of Support, you also get three months of unlimited copy editing from a master copywriter that's me. Not to mention journals to keep your confidence high between sessions and after our engagement ends. And not to mention, for the length of your season of support, you get a private community where you can ask me questions so that you're never lost or spiraling in business anxiety all on your own. You will always have someone to talk to. You will always have someone to lend an ear. So that sounds good. If you need that, if you need that to get where you know you're going, the work you know you're meant to do, I would love to work with you. So the show notes that have a link for season of support, or if you just need one pep talk in a pinch, um, you can hop on those right now and grab spots while they're open. Also, if you loved this episode and want to keep up with Alyssa's fantastic empowered body coaching, please check out the show notes for how to follow and work with her and make sure you drop her a DM or screenshot this episode and tag us both and let us know you loved it. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to keep content like this coming your way, please show me some love by subscribing and dropping me some stars and a glowing review. That goes such a long way to help others find this rad-free resource, and it makes me feel real good to know that y'all are getting a kick out of this content. All right, love you, bye.